Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for Why It Matters. You know, Singapore looks to future-proof its financial sector amid continuing economic uncertainty and geopolitical tensions over the coming year. The imperative to reorient business models to become more resilient to volatile market conditions has never been greater. Aligned with the Financial Services Industry Transformation Map, or ITM 2025, announced in September by the Monetary Authority of Singapore, the availability of simple solutions to deploy financial services will further enable businesses in Singapore to drive innovation and create more value for all stakeholders. Now, Singapore is well positioned as a hub for digital and financial innovation in the region and a natural first stop on our next guest's mission to help online businesses radically innovate through the simplicity of their embedded financial solution and, of course, contribute to meaningful advances in financial inclusion, green tech, and a whole lot more. Let's find out about their expansion plans in Singapore and the region. On the line with me is Alex Mifsud, who is the co-founder and CEO of Weaver. Good morning, Alex. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm quite curious about your company. I understand Weaver is one of the leading open platform for embedded finance for the digital economy. Tell us a little bit about your presence in the region. Sure. Our presence in the region is just starting. Um, we, we are mostly uh, operating in the UK and across Europe, and we have been working with a number of digital businesses. They're really helping transform the value that they bring to their customers from being from starting out as a mere digital application into one that is a digital application with financial services really integrated into the whole user experience and into the value proposition that they present to their customers. And now we're doing, uh, we're hoping to do this in uh, in Singapore and uh, and eventually in the rest of uh, Southeast Asia. Well, you're describing the future right there, Alex. But of course, the question of the day is, what is embedded finance? Help us understand this. Sure. Um, well, in a way, it's a very old story, right? Um, over a hundred years ago, when uh, when all the American companies were selling cars, they realized that. They have to offer some sort of car financing. Mm. And the best way to offer car financing for somebody buying a car is exactly on the, um, you know, in the showroom where the, where, where the person buying the car is excited to buy it <laughs> and is wondering whether they can afford it. So right there in the right context um, for the right product, the, the, the car dealer would be able to offer car finance. And that's really a 100-year-old example of embedded finance. It's, it's the kind of financial service that happens to be the right thing at the right time for the customer and present it in a way that's very convenient for the customer to consume, to solve a specific problem at at that moment in time in that context. So that's the idea of embedded finance. Now, today we live in a digitized world. Mm. So, of course, the equivalent to that is that, you know, whether we, if we want to um, find a, find a new house, maybe uh, to rent or to buy, then we will probably use a digital app to do that. So in that case, why shouldn't the financial service that's helping us maybe, um, you know, manage the deposit for that, uh, for that rental or even put, down, put the down payment on that house and get a mortgage, why shouldn't that be part of that same digital, uh, digital experience? Um, that's, that's what customers expect today. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Singapore is familiar with applications like, you know, Grab, GoCheck. And it's, uh, these are all great examples of the convenience and the value of embedded finance. 
Okay. Do correct me if I'm understanding this wrongly, Alex. So what does this do for, say, businesses in emerging economies around Asia? It's not easy for them to get financing if, let's say, they wanted to expand. Does this service, is, does embedded finance, is it a way of helping them? It can do. There are, there are two, um, two sort of uh, players involved here. Okay. okay. First of all, there are the businesses themselves that want financing, but those businesses are, are very likely to be using, a, say, an accounting package mm. right, provided by another software company that is serving those businesses. Now, that accounting package knows a lot about how that business is doing. It has a lot of data mm. around the performance of that business, how, how much uh, revenue it's making, how, how good it is at collecting that revenue, um, what its expenses are, how its uh, expenses are growing, what it's uh, being used for. Now, that data can be used to be able to provide the lender with the information they need to, to really target um, loans and financing for the right types of business that that lender wants to focus on. So those are the opportunities that embedded finance really presents, bringing together really financial institutions that want to target a specific type of, uh, type of activity, type of customer, and the software businesses that have already got the engagement and the rich data that uh, about the customers that could benefit from the financial service. Bringing these together is the real promise of embedded finance. Mm, so it's a bit of a collaborative effort, even though it's a disruptive tech. Very interesting. What is your outlook on this particular sphere of uh, embedded finance? Well, it, embedded finance is, is the bringing together, as you, said, as you just said, of yeah. two worlds, the world yeah. of financial service and the world of digital, um, or, you know, digital applications. Now, traditionally, these have been really uncomfortable bedfellows because yeah. in the world of software, of course, you can always just create uh, an application and, and publish it and anybody could take it and use it. In financial services, that's not how things work at all. Everything you do, you need uh, the right permissions, you need the right care to make sure that you know, there is no financial crime or customers don't, don't get defrauded. So these, these two industries really work in a very, very different way. And, uh, and the, the idea of embedded finance in this digital world is about bringing these two worlds, which are quite far apart, together to be able to co- collaborate safely and, and, and effectively. And we're at the start of this. There are many, many problems to be solved. Yeah. Yeah. It will take us a decade before, you know, before embedded finance becomes as, you know, as mundane as ubiquitous as the checkout page. Yeah. So we're at the start of this journey. I mean, I'm kind of glad that purposes of this conversation that we're at the start, it gives us a, an opportunity to really understand it. I mean, with you guys wanting to come in Asia, expand more in Asia, when we look at the gaps of embedded finance, what kind of trends do you see coming out of it, especially for businesses? Yes, um, Look, the, 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 the gap really is one uh, from both sides, right? Okay. The financial service uh, companies, the banks, they, they, they are, have embraced APIs in many cases, but they are very fearful about who gets access to those APIs. Can they do kind of things which, which put the bank, get the bank into trouble and, and really damage their, you know, their, their, their customers' mm-hmm. financial standing? Um, on, on the other side, these digital businesses want to use these financial services and expect the convenience they get with, uh, with you know, integrating any API, whether that's for mapping, whether that's from, you know, for, 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 for logging in customers. And now they're finding it quite hard because the banks are quite demanding to get access to these APIs. And the whole, so the whole idea is that uh, we need to, to bring these, uh, these parties together to really unlock that value. Um, that is the whole, uh, you know, mission that Weaver has. 
and, and we've been learning how to do it in Europe. Of course, there are differences between the way it works in Europe and the way it's going to work uh, in Southeast Asia. But the principles remain the same. Okay. It's about ensuring safety, ensuring security, and making it as simple as possible for digital innovators to, to really be as creative as they, as they want to be in delivering value to their customers. Mm, I suppose, I mean, ultimately, you always have to start from the foundations and the right framework, right? You mentioned about making it simple early on. You mentioned about making it mundane. I suppose then you're looking at a plug and play, you know, type of finance solution ecosystem. I mean, how hard is that to implement? Well, it, it, it's hard to implement so that it's easy to use, yeah. right? That's the, that's the way it's done. It, look, basically, if you look at the components of a financial solution, there are, there, there's quite a lot of complexity there. Mm. You need to make sure you know who your customers are. You need to check their identity. Uh, of course, in Singapore, that's a very relatively easy thing to do, uh, but not so in, in many parts of Southeast right. Asia. Right. You need to issue accounts and you need to make sure you issue the right accounts to the right there's an embedded finance uh, conversation about this whole plug-and-play solutions and implementing it into the region. I believe you were alluding to how, you know, in areas like Singapore, it's a little bit easier because of the rule of law that exists, but it is a bit harder in other parts of the world. Yes, and, and also the investment in, in mm. uh, technology in places mm-hmm. like Singapore for identity checks, for example. But it's still, you know, even, even, uh, even despite that, it's still very hard to try and put together all the different components of a financial solution the identity checks is just one small part of it you know you're issuing uh, payment cards and accounts you're conducting foreign exchange transactions international transfers you need to make sure that all all the th- these things are done in, in the right way yeah. and and basically that, that they all interoperate together these different pieces within a, um, a single financial solution so that makes it makes it quite hard even when even when digital businesses get access to these apis it can be quite hard to put them together and even harder to operate the solution once, once they have put it together because they take on responsibility to make sure that, you know, that financial crime doesn't happen on that solution. Yeah. That's a lot of heavy lifting for, uh, for a software business. <laughs> and the whole idea of, embedded, of uh, plug-and-play finance yeah. is simplify that. Yeah. Actually, I'm not too sure if this might be too complicated to explain, Alex, but in terms of strategies to bring this plug-and-play finance to the world, especially in this part of Asia, what is Weaver's plans then? Do you go for the markets that are more established, build that reputation first? Yes. What we look for, first of all, is a really vibrant digital ecosystem, right? So the demand has to be there, the creativity has to be there, the skill sets have to be there. And on the other side, we're also looking to um, really connect with, with a financial ecosystem that is ready to open up, mm-hmm. ready to be creative and innovative, while at the same time, of course, making sure that they are, you know, that they take their responsibilities for, for their customers' money really seriously. Um, I think you can, you can find very few places around the world that qualify for this as well as Singapore does. <laughs> uh, and that's why, of course, we, we, you know, we chose Singapore as the first market to do this um, outside our, our home market of the UK and Europe. Yeah, And very timely as well because the official launch of Weaver in Singapore will be announced at the Singapore Fintech Festival, which starts today. Ryan and myself will be there later. Congratulations, by the way. You guys are backed by 40 million US dollar Series A funding led by Tiger Global. What can you tell us about that and about your plans here in Singapore? Sure. Um, we, we're a relatively young company. We uh, launched in Europe in, uh, sometime in late uh, 2020. Uh, but we've realized that there is this uh, really untapped demand for, for embedded finance, especially our flavor of embedded finance, which we call plug-and-play finance. Uh, what, 
And, and so, you know, some investors have recognized the, the distinctive approach that we have and the, and the traction that we have got in that community. Mm-hmm. And we have raised uh, really, we've raised uh, around $55 million in the last couple of years. The last tranche of that was a $40 million raise led by Tiger Global. Uh, and the plan is to, is to take this model in, uh, really uh, across the world. Now, we won't, do, we won't take it across the world on $40 million, but it's... Yeah. But it certainly uh, provides us with a good basis for, for a start. Uh, and some of that uh, investment will certainly be, uh, be finding its way uh, in, in, into building our presence here in Singapore. Just a final question. I mean, once you know, things are well underway here in Singapore and we've established itself, what is your personal forecast? And I know that might be hard to match, but what is your personal forecast in terms of expansion within the region? Do you guys have like a five-year plan with regard to that, uh, for example? We have a tentative five-year plan. Mm. Um, so <laughs> well done. <laughs> the, the reality is that, uh, um, look, one, one advantage of startups is that they can make decisions quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and so you you have a vision and you execute in the you know in the near term. You take stock and and then you execute some more. But but the vision is very much there. You know we see uh, Southeast Asia as a very dynamic uh, region. Um, you know in, in terms of the economy, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a growing economy despite all the, the sort of headwinds in, in the global economy. Um, it's also a, a transforming economy um, in uh, embracing digital. So we see this as a very good fit. Of course, um, you have to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. as I said, Singapore, it sounds uh, really like a, a really great place to start. It's also a, a great, uh, you know, has great uh, connections, communications, uh, including, you know, talent, business um, to, to the rest of Southeast Asia. So we see this as a, very, uh, as a first step of, of many. Uh, into into the region. Mm. And like you mentioned earlier on, it's also that willingness to implement, which goes such a long way. Thank you so much. I've been speaking with Alex Mifsud, who is the co-founder and CEO of Weaver. Alex, thank you again for your time. Take care and have a good day. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.